Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What is up, everyone? Guess who it is? That's right. It is your man on fire mentor, David Mailer. And today we are going to dive into the center of the fire and we're going to talk about a hot topic. What is the topic? It is the number one roadblock, meaning the number one thing that is stopping you in your life. And what is it? It's your indecisiveness. And I am going to explain exactly what that is in a moment. For all of you that are brand new and seeing me or hearing me for the first time, welcome. My name is David Mailer and I am the Man on Fire Mentor. I have been helping men for close to 10 years now reclaim their passion, their power, and their purpose in their life. And the ripple effect of that is to impact families, right? Because when a man is in his masculine leadership, when a man is living from his heart rather than his head, when a man is stepping into the fullness of his potential, everyone in his life is impacted in such a profound and beautiful way. So really what's behind the essence of Man on Fire is supporting a man in being a better man, being a better husband, and being a better father, and having the courage to embrace the leader that you were truly born to be, but you got away from that. And I think each of us, if we're honest with ourselves, would say that one of our greatest fears is to uh, take our last breath and feel as though we're exiting this world, not having given the world the real version of us, meaning not having lived into the fullness of who God made us to be. And none of us want to leave with regret. We all want to go out uh, with a breath of freedom, with a breath of fulfillment, with a breath of triumph, with a breath of victory, with a breath knowing that I gave, I loved, I served with every ounce of my being. That is what it is all about. Can I get an amen? Because that's why we're here. And everything else, guys, is an illusion. To live a life that's less than who you were born to be, you have drank the wrong Kool-Aid. You have bought into the disbelief or the belief that you are not good enough, you are unworthy, and you're not smart enough, uh, you're not intelligent enough, I can't do it, you know, I've been dealt some bad cards and it's not my fault. And so many of us live in such a climatic state and in the man on fire world, we are here to wake you up and wake you up to the remembrance that you are way more special than you're giving yourself credit to be and to wake you up to the fact that you are an extraordinary man, you are a phenomenal man and everything else is nothing more than your ego the pirates, whatever you want to call it, um, the dark forces. Uh, we all have different names for this, but it's all a lie. It's all a lie. You just most likely forgot who you truly are. So with that said, with that said, let us move into today's topic, which is the, um, the fact that indecisiveness is your number one roadblock in your life. Now, what does that even mean? Well, all of you understand that each and every day, you as a man have to make decisions. 
right? So you decided, are you going to show up for this uh, podcast, this live? You decided what sneakers or shoes you're putting on today. You decided whether or not you're going to shower, whether or not you're going to dress a certain way. You decided how you're going to treat your pet or your wife or your children. You decided who you're going to call, who you're not going to call. You decided if you're going to work out or not going to work out. And so you make decisions every day. However, when it comes to the bigger decisions, the ones that require more consciousness, the ones that require you to pause for a moment and to really check in, there is something that has been plaguing man for a very long time. And what's plaguing him is that he has unfortunately developed the ability to avoid making decisions. So there's a saying that many of you may have heard that there's um, three types of decisions. Uh, the first one is the right decision. The second best decision is the wrong decision. And the third decision, which is the worst of the three, is no decision at all. And what does that mean? Well, we've heard, you know, get in your head, you're dead. We've heard analysis paralysis. And you could imagine as a man that if you're indecisive, it's the equivalent of standing uh, or sitting on a fence. And, you know, if you're walking on a fence and you're, oh, should I jump off? Should I stay on? Should I jump off? Should I stay on? Next thing you know, you fall down on the fence. And for most of you understanding this visual, uh, you would understand that you are going to end up puncturing one of your nuts. And that is to help you understand that when you can't make a decision, it is going to be painful. And sadly, many men will default to um, not deciding the more important things in life and avoiding uh, conflict, avoiding things that are controversial, avoiding things that may be potentially adversarial in nature, avoiding anything that they're not able to face, be with, confront, face what's in front of you. This is what has been plaguing men. This is what will drive your woman away from you. She can't stand um, and is unattracted to. Quite honestly, she is probably nauseated by a man that uh, cannot make decisions because you, sir, yes, you, must be the captain of your own ship. You know, you don't get into the boat and you're leading everyone, you know, on deck and, uh, hey, uh, everyone's, where are we heading today? Oh, I don't know. I thought I'd just let the seas take us where it wants to take us. Well, then you end up on this island called Skull Island, or how did I, how the hell did I get here island? And um, you wake up one day and you're miserable in your life because your life really came down to the decisions that you've made. And unfortunately, most of them are not even wrong decisions. Most of them are not even right decisions. It's the decisions that you've avoided. It's, this, it's the decisions that you never made. I remember my father all the time would uh, show me his beautiful view on the 23rd floor of his building. And he'd say, look, look at how beautiful this is. And at one point in time, you could see the Empire State Building and you could also see the World Trade Center buildings. And it was just such a beautiful view that he was so proud of. And then he would take me to a, another window in the house and then he would point down below to this brownstone, a five-story brownstone building. And he'd say, he would call me Duvi. He'd say, Duvi, could you see, do you see that building down there? And I'd say, yes, Pop. And of course, he told me this story about, you know, maybe a hundred times, but I would always give him the respect of pretending that he never told it to me. And he'd say, you know that your father could have bought that building at one point in time for a quarter of a million dollars? 
I'm like, wow, Pop, what happened? Why didn't you do it? And then there'll be silence. There'll be silence. And naturally, if anyone understands real estate in Manhattan, and it's a five-story brownstone building, my father lived in the Murray Hill District, well, you'd understand that he would have made a lot of money in that, on that building and probably never had to work another day of his life. So why didn't he do it? And, and why don't you guys make decisions? It's something to really think about. What, what is it that prevents you? What is it that keeps you? What is it that stalls you from making a decision, knowing that it's your indecisiveness that's your number one roadblock in life, right? Like the business that you keep talking about that you're going to start, this big idea that you have, this patent that you have, calling up your ex or facing the conversation with your wife that you know you've been avoiding or a family member that you haven't spoken to for God knows how long and you just can't make a decision. So you stay in the indecisiveness. And the question is, why do you do that? And I'm, I'm giving you a moment or two to think about it. And there's a reason for it. And I want you to understand the reason for it. Because if you can understand the reason, it will have less power over you. And if it has less power over you, you can start to do something about it. And, and usually why we don't do something, meaning the destructive things that are going on in our life. Maybe you have a capacity blocker on how much money you make. Maybe every time you rise, you end up falling again and you give it, you give it away, you leak away, whatever you've accomplished. So we have these invisible patterns that you know live in your subconscious where you have this programming. You have an installed program somewhere in your mind, somewhere in your body that you keep running. And until you can bring the unconscious to conscious, at the end of the day, it's not the things that you know, it's the things that you don't know. It's the things that are invisible to you. It's the, I, don't, I didn't know that I didn't know. So I want to help you see something. I want to help you learn something right now so that you can start allowing the invisible to become visible so it can't have power over you. And once you start allowing your subconscious brain, the unconscious brain to start to come to the conscious brain, then once it's in front of you, you can be with it. If you've buried it and you've put it behind you, you don't know it exists. So we have to excavate, we have to dig it up like an archeologist. We have to bring it to the foreground and we have to help you see what's been invisible to you. So why is it that a man doesn't make decisions? And the real reason is why, why he gets stuck in the, in, in the indecisiveness is there's a deep seated fear of making the wrong decision. Well, that's not such a big deal, David. Guys make wrong decisions all the time. Well, what's, what's wrong with that? Well, what's invisible is that you most likely have wired inside of you the belief that if I make a poor decision, if I make a bad decision, then I must be an idiot. I must be stupid. I must be dumb. And if I'm dumb and I'm an idiot and I'm stupid, then people are going to laugh at me and then I'm going to ultimately end up feeling like I'm not good enough. I'll end up feeling like I'm unworthy. And if I feel unworthy and not good enough long enough, then I'll most likely feel undeserving of love. And if I feel unworthy and not good enough and undeserving of love and I go on living this way for a prolonged period of time, then I start to question my very existence. What's the whole point of life? I feel so separate from everything and everyone. I don't fit in here. Everyone over there is smart. Everyone over here is doing well. And, and I'm over here, you know, just dumb old me, just uh, separate from everybody else. Maybe I should leave. And sadly, you know, many of you guys listening might have, have lost a friend or family member to taking their life or a friend of a friend that you know of that took their life because we live with this illusion that we're not good enough. And it's not real, but it feels real.
right? It's it's this person has really bought into this um, mindset of convincing themselves that they're stupid and they're not good enough and they don't deserve to be loved. And the pain is so great that they don't know what to do with that some people truly will um, have their own exit plan. Now, for those that obviously don't hurt themselves in this manner, irreversible damage, you know, perhaps how you get away from feeling these feelings is all the different forms of pain management that we talk about, right? I, I teach about the four fear runners, the ways that we run away from fear. One of them is through pain management by numbing out, by drinking, by smoking weed, you know, porn, masturbation, affairs, overworking, trying to make more money, like all these ways to try to escape these feelings, it'll never work. So what I'm sharing with you is that your lack of decisiveness, your indecisiveness, which is crippling you, paralyzing you, robbing you of more passion, robbing you of having more life, is all rooted in your fear of getting it wrong, which is rooted in, if I got it wrong, of what you made it mean. So rather than face getting it wrong, which by the way, remember, was the second best decision, right? The first decision that's the best is the right decision. The second best decision is the wrong decision. But what most of us are doing out there is we're not deciding at all because we're so afraid to get it wrong. We're so invested in not wanting to appear dumb and stupid because we can't see what's invisible to us is that we've linked that to feeling unworthy and unlovable that then we've fallen into the trap of being indecisive in the paralysis of not being able to decide. And it reminds me of a story of a friend of mine that I went to chiropractic school with and such a great guy, just an awesome, awesome guy, an amazing chiropractor, cares deeply about, about humanity and about people. And I remember him sharing a story with me that he was in the indecisiveness of what to do in his marriage. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? I'm not sure if I love her. Do I love her? Do I not love with her? Am I in love with her or not in love with her? Is it the right thing to stay with her? Is it the wrong thing to stay with her? And he said that he battled with the indecisiveness, which said differently is he, for five years, didn't make a decision, right? This is what we're so good at. We're so good at not making decisions. And I just explained to you guys why. And what ended up happening is in the paralysis of being indecisive and not deciding, what ended up happening was he had a stroke. And these were his words. He said to me, David, I can see how the indecisiveness of my of not being able to make a decision the paralysis of not deciding mirrored the paralysis of my stroke i mean what a metaphor what an amazing amazing um gift for him to be able to make this connection that oh my god my life and what's happening in it the health challenges that we go through the pathologies which are path of logic the diseases which are dis-ease i don't have ease is in relationship to my life choices, which more often than not is not a decision that you made, but it's really a decision you never made. If you think right now about your life and you think about the pain that you have endured at times or the pain that you might currently be in, you'll see that it's almost always connected to a decision that you didn't make. Even if, even if you, if you um, did, a, did something where you did make a decision, let's say you had an affair and, you, and you're and you're pissed at yourself, well, well, I did make a decision, right? No, well, it's the decision you, that you didn't make to go clean it up, to go stand in your power, to go face the conversation and, and stand naked and raw and vulnerable and own what you've done where, where you're now shying away from those conversations because you're afraid of looking, being looked at as a monster 
or as a demon or as a horrible person. So you just avoid that person altogether. Think about how many severed relationships some of you might have where you don't talk to a family member and you're too scared to just go talk to them. What if I get it wrong? What if it was the wrong decision? I think back to um, one of our coaches who started off as a client in our community, just a phenomenal human being who admittedly said he was he went from, from being a fraud to being a leader. And he couldn't decide, you know, should I have my father back in my life? You know, he, he hasn't treated me well. You know, maybe I don't need to ever see him again. I don't need to ever talk to him again. He never was able to say I love you. He's never able to give me love. And I held him to it big time. I held him to the truth of go be vulnerable. Go risk your dad not loving you. Go risk telling him that you love him and him not being able to say it back. But don't sit in the indecisiveness of should you say it, should you not say it, should you go visit him, should you not go visit him. And he flew and go and went to visit his father. I believe it was in Oregon. And thank God he went to see him. Thank God he went to see him. Number one, he, for the first time in his life, was able to see uh, his father play with his children and give them the love he couldn't give him. Number two, for the first time in his life, his father told him that he loved him and he was proud of him. And number three, his father's health deteriorated so quickly. And Joshua had the honor and the privilege of being there with his father when he was in his most vulnerable place ever, where he literally couldn't bathe himself. And in his most vulnerable place, who did he trust more than anybody to be there to support him was Joshua. All because of a decision. How many of you have shied away from making an empowered decision, have shied away from living in courage? How many of you have hurt other people because you're scared to make a decision? You've lacked the courage, the backbone, the fortitude to make a decision. You want to have a different life? Become a decision-making machine. Risk being wrong. Risk getting it wrong. Get back up. Make another decision. If it's wrong, get back up. Make another decision. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going until you know that you got it right. Right? Like Rome wasn't built in a day and, and millionaires weren't built overnight. Like These are people that took risks. These are people that made decisions. These are people that were okay with facing adversity. These are people that were okay with getting it wrong because remember, the worst decision is no decision. And I can't tell you, you know, how many people that I've met in my lifetime from the time I started my chiropractic office in July of 1995. How many people couldn't make a decision and how many clients over the years couldn't make a decision if they should invest in themselves, invest in their health, invest in their well-being, invest in their future and that lack of decision. You know how that plays out whether it was a divorce for somebody or whether it was the heart attack for somebody else. I think about one of my clients back in the day who knew that he should go talk to his son. He knew he should go talk to his son. And what ends up happening? He ends up getting a heart attack and he says, could you believe that it had to come to this in order for my son and I to start talking again? I said, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it because you were too afraid, said differently, you were a coward to make a decision and risk being vulnerable and risk your son telling you to F off and you hid from it and it came down to you having to have a heart attack for him to come talk to you again? I mean, how many of you guys have ignored your health, whether it's going to the dentist, whether it's going to the chiropractor, whatever it is, how many of you have just like lacked the ability to make a decision? And then the worst is where guys will say, I wanna think about it. You're not gonna think about it. 
right? Like every big decision, whether it's being with a girl, whether it was investing in property, real estate, whether it was investing in yourself and your growth, whether it was through a man on fire program or uh, some other program out there. Let me think about it. Like what that really means is I'm too scared to decide right now and I'm going to pretend to myself that I'm I'm going to think about it. When the reality is you're not going to think about it because the truth is you've been thinking about it probably for years. The problems that you have, you've had for years. So it's not that you need another moment, another minute, another day to think about it. What you're really saying is I don't like the tension that I'm feeling in this moment. I'd like to break free from this tension and I'd like to use the excuse that has become socially acceptable, which is let me think about it, let me pray on it, let me meditate on it, which nobody ever does. And then if I asked you, well, how often have you have you really like paused to just really think about it and then come to a decision, name the last five times that happened in your life where you came to a, an empowering decision because you gave yourself time to think about it, you'd say never. Never. I don't ever remember doing it that way because more often than not, when we say I want to think about it, what we're saying is I don't like the stress that I'm feeling right now. I don't like the tension that I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to default to I need to think about it, pray on it, or meditate on it. Which... Guys, I'm just going to give it to you straight because I always do. It's bullshit. You know, tension is where you grow as a man, right? There's another expression out there. Your growth begins at the end of your comfort zone. The problem is most men don't like getting uncomfortable. So they go back to comfort and you have comfort in not making a decision. And the harsh reality of that is it causes more pain. It causes more pain to be indecisive, to avoid the shit you know you need to look at, to face the stuff you know you need to confront. But today, so many men are lacking a backbone. So they become indecisive, they become too yin, too in their soft energy, too in their feminine energy, which every man has a feminine and masculine energy. So please don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But when you go too far to one side, now you can't make any decisions. Now you're on a date with, you know, with your wife and, and you're asking her, where do you want to eat? Uh, where are the directions again? How do we get there again? Like you can't make an effing decision. It's nauseating. Like as men, we have to have a backbone. As men, we have to have fortitude. As men, we have to be decisive. It could save a life, starting with your own. And this thing that exists out there, this nauseating thing of let me think about it, let me meditate on it, let me pray to God. You're not going to pray. If you're going to pray to God, what you should pray for is please help me have more courage to stand in the decision that I actually know already that I need to make, but I'm fucking scared right now. I'm too scared right now. That's what you should pray for. God's already told you to do it. Right? By the way, I'm not talking about joining Man on Fire. Right? You, you guys have heard me on many different podcasts where I'm inviting men to consider joining one of our coaching programs and flush out a conversation with one of them. I'm not even talking about Man on Fire right now. I'm talking about all the things in your life that were an invitation for you to level up, for you to grow, for you to stand in the fire of your greatness. Claim your extraordinary. Claim how phenomenal you are. And how many times did you say, I'm going to pray on it. And whatever came of that, nothing other than you broke the tension. And, you know, that's where a man grows in the face of tension, in the face of being uncomfortable. That's where, that's where you find yourself, right? Water doesn't boil at 211. It's that extra degree. Now it boils. Like most men bail at 211. Most men bail when they're doing the bench press and they, they bail as soon as it's uncomfortable. Or if I told you to do push-ups, you'd stop when it's uncomfortable. But your growth starts at the beginning of your uncomfortableness. That's where the growth happens. So this whole indecisiveness is, a, is plaguing men today, right? I have a whole um, manifesto that I wrote, the three destructive habits that are sabotaging and robbing a man. 
of having passion, power, and purpose in his life. And one of them is your inability to confront. Your inability to make decisions and confront the things in your life you know you need to confront. Another has to do with how many lies you tell. And another has to do with being stuck in your head, right? And when you're in your head, you're dead. Because the whole point of being in your head, the whole point of thoughts, is actually to prevent you from taking any action. The whole point of being in your head, which is why Mr. TR says, get in your head, you're dead. The whole point of thoughts, the whole point of being in your head, is it gets you to not do anything. Because as soon as you're in your head trying to make decisions, you're not making decisions. You're actually avoiding making decisions. Because decisions take a second. Boom. Side. Act. Decide. Act. You need leverage. You need emotion. Energy and emotion. To make change. But if you're in your head, if you're in your head, your analysis paralysis, if you're in your head, you're dead. If you're in your head, all you're doing is you're preventing from making a decision. You're preventing yourself from taking action. That's how it works. I'm letting you guys in on the magic that if you want to have a different life, if you want to remove the number one roadblock that's stopping you from having more passion, power, and purpose in your life, if you want to remove the roadblock that's stopping you from getting to your true potential, if you want to have more passion, more depth, more intimacy, more love, more respect for yourself and from your partner and from your children, become a decision-making machine. Risk getting it wrong. Risk feeling unworthy and unlovable. But going back into an indecisiveness, that's where all of your pain is. All of the pain is in you saying, let me think about it. All of your pain is in avoiding the decisions. All of your pain is in you saying, let me meditate on it. Let me pray on it. Let me pray to God on it. That's your way of defaulting. You've become so good at doing that to avoid looking at, being with, and confronting what's in front of you and handling it and making an empowering decision and risking that you got it wrong. And if you got it wrong, guess what? Clean it up. Clean it up. But to not decide... That's where the pain is. That's why I shared that story with you about this gentleman from chiropractic school who ended up having a stroke. And he said the paralysis of his stroke mirrored the paralysis of his indecisiveness as it relates to his marriage. And m many of you listening right now may be like, wow, I didn't realize that. Now that I think about it, I developed all the health problems when I couldn't make a decision. Yeah, that's how God tries to get your attention. Make you finally pay attention to what you keep ignoring. So I'll leave you with this riddle. I'll leave you with this riddle. There are three frogs sitting on a log. Three. One of the frogs decides to jump off. How many frogs remain on the log? There are three frogs sitting on a log. One of the frogs decides to jump off. How many frogs remain on the log? Take a few seconds to think about that. So most of you are thinking, oh, well, this must be a trick question because the obvious answer is two. I mean, if there's three on the log, one decides to jump off, that would leave two that are still on the log. So two, but wait, the answer can't be two because it sounds like it's a trick question. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is three. The answer is three. Just because he decided to jump off doesn't mean that he actually jumped. So please understand, guys, when I'm sitting here telling you to become more decisive, to become a decision-making machine, to stop being indecisive, 
Not only am I saying that you have to make a decision, but then you have to back that decision by action, right? Because how many people say, I have made a decision starting tomorrow, I'm going to the gym. No, you're not. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I've decided I'm going to start that workout. Tomorrow, I've decided I'm going to start that new diet. Tomorrow, I'm going to reach out to my father. Tomorrow, I'm going to reach out to my ex-wife. Tomorrow, I'm going to call my son that I haven't spoken to in five years. No, you won't. Why? Because the energy tomorrow will be different. You'll be in a different mood. You'll be in a different energetic state. You won't back your commitment to your word. You don't have somebody supporting you. You don't have somebody challenging you. You don't have somebody holding you accountable. And you're not going to honor your decision. And you'll be back in your head. Back in your head, you're dead. Or you'll be in the analysis paralysis. And that's how it works. So not only, not only do you have to make decisions, but then you have to actually take action on your decisions. And how do you do that? That's a whole nother podcast will do on getting your emotional leverage because without emotion, you will not take action on your decisions. Your decisions remain decisions and they were never executed decisions and you look at your piece of paper that you found in your drawer from 10 years ago and you look at all the goals and you're like, oh my God, I didn't do any of these. Yeah, because you had no emotional leverage you got in your head. Once you were in your head, you were in analysis paralysis. Once you're in your head, you're in your thoughts. Once you're in your head and you're in your thoughts, you're not going to take action. Therefore, no decisions were really made. That's a whole nother podcast that we'll dive into. But I think you guys got the point today, which is the number one roadblock that you guys are dealing with in life is your indecisiveness. And you have defaulted to avoiding making decisions other than the easy ones, which is, am I going to eat today? Am I not going to eat today? Am I going to put on clothes? Which shirt am I going to Some of you may even struggle just like picking out an outfit, right? That's how bad it's become. You can't even decide which way you want to drive, you know, to work or walk like uh, you, what, what am I going to order when I'm in a restaurant? Like it's become it's become a plague. And you've given up the ability to, you know, become a decision-making machine. That's where your life becomes magical. That's where the passion returns. Like being decisive, being that captain of your ship, knowing the coordinates, taking the, the ship to Pleasure Island, Fulfillment Island, Passion Island, Power, purpose, right? As opposed to Skull Island, like we talked about earlier, you don't, you don't get in the ship with all of your friends in it and family in it. And they say, where are we going? You're like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I can't decide. I can't decide. No, you know the longitude, you know the latitude, you know how to go and you go. You take the action. It's all about decisiveness. You want to have a different life, gentlemen, become decisive. You're looking into a program that can uplevel your life, whether it's a real estate program, a, a man of fire type of program, whatever it is. Dive in. Stop thinking about it. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Let me process it. Let me think about it. Let me mull it over. Let me pray on it. Let me meditate on it, right? I'm saying this for you to understand the ridiculousness of that. Like it is time for us to get our backbone back. It is time for us to get our power back. It's time to take back both of our cojones and become a decision-making machine, right? Somebody breaks into your house and wants to hurt your family. Do you have to think about it? No. Well, that's part of you claiming that part of being a man is your decision-making abilities. And more often than not, when you look back on your life, gentlemen, I'll leave you on this note. When you look back on your life, you're going to see the things that plague you are the decisions you were unwilling to make, the chances and the risks that you didn't take. And all you needed in that moment was courage. All you needed in that moment was courage and to remember, I am enough. I am worthy enough. I am deserving. I am lovable. And if you can give up 
feeling unworthy, unlovable, and the terror of getting it wrong, because that means you're stupid and that you don't deserve to be loved, if you could just give that up and you can insert courage in that moment, how, what would I decide in this moment if I had courage? If I couldn't get it wrong and I had courage, what would I decide? Right? Because when I look back on my life, and I'm almost 56, the only thing that was missing, right? Because I would say I would almost do everything all over again the same exact way, the same way. But the one thing that I would install at various times in my life was courage. Every bad decision I made, if I had courage, I wouldn't have made it. And every decision that I didn't make, if I had courage, I would have made the decision. So if you had courage right now in your life, what decision would you make that you've been avoiding? Where you've defaulted So let me think about it, let me mull it over, let me process it, let me meditate on it, let me pray on it. Get rid of those sentences and you will have a different life. For every man listening right now that knows that you've been using that as a default, get rid of that. Give that up and become a decision-making machine. And I promise you, you will have a different life. All right, guys. It's with so much love, so much joy, so much passion, so much power, so much purpose. It is your man on fire, mentor David Mailer, saying thank you for joining me and allowing me to dive into the fire with you guys and learn together and grow together. So much love, guys. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.